Hello friends, Brian Gailey, Klamath Falls News. Welcome to Ask Klamath. It's season three, episode seven today. We're actually joined by Anna Fowler. Anna is the director of Sage Community School. And would you call that Chiloquin or is that Fort Klamath? Chiloquin. It is Chiloquin. Okay, mm -hmm. so Sage Community School, Chiloquin, Highway 62, mm -hmm. kind of halfway in between. Right. So we're actually be talking to her about the school, about charter schools, and taking your questions live here on Ask Klamath. But before we do that, Brandon, roll that intro. Hello friends, Brian Gailey here at Clown Falls News. As I said, welcome to Ask Klamath. It's presented by Pacific Crest Federal Credit Union. Uh, and, and today's guest, Anna Fowler, director of Sage Community School um, up there in Chiloquin, mm -hmm. not Fort Klamath. <laughs> I always wanted to call it Fort Klamath up there. Technically, it's the agency area though, yes, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So um, thanks for being here, first oh, off. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to have you on the show. We've been kind of trying to work this out for a while now. Yeah. Uh, a little background on Anna, if you're not familiar with her, she actually gave me a very lengthy bio. <laughs> I asked for a short one, she gave me a long one, it's okay. Uh, it's over on AskClamath.com if you want to read the whole thing about Anna. But in a nutshell, she's been a leader for many years, earned her degree from California State University, how do you say that? Stanislaus. Stanislaus. Mm -hmm. uh, Anna ran a successful web de design business, uh, working with small business and nonprofits. She learned how to serve the community, and succeed in business in the early days of the dot-com boom. Yes. So we're talking 95, 6, 7, somewhere in there? From 98 to 2006. Okay, so mm -hmm. through the through the bubble and everything. Yes. All right. So Anna took a break. She started a family. She once turned back to her community. She was very involved with community before. Mm -hmm. uh, you took a role at the Chiloquin Library. Mm -hmm. In 2013, Anna was elected to serve on the board of directors for Chiloquin Fire and Rescue. Yes. Um, hopefully I ask you a couple questions about that too, mm -hmm. uh, as well in the library, but we're mainly here for the school. Um, and she serves as a leader within the Chilliquin community. In 2014, she had an opportunity to work with children, uh, by joining the staff of Sage Community School. Uh, in 2015, you took a call to be the leader and the director and you've been that ever yes. since, right? Yes. So would you call that, is that like the equivalent of a principal? Yes, it's kind of like a principal and a uh, superintendent almost rolled into one because we are autonomous. So we are, um, I kind of have to play all of the roles and run the finances and the facilities and oversee the staffing and um, human resources, all all wrapped up into one. Curriculum director, it's kind of everything. A lot of stuff, a lot of mm -hmm. stuff going on. So guys, we're gonna be taking your questions live during this broadcast. So if you got questions for Anna regarding the school or the library or the, the, the fire department up there, the Chilkin Fire and Rescue, uh, we'll be taking those. So put those in the comments below. We'll be happy to, to address those a little bit later. But with, with all that housekeeping out of the way, I'm ready to ask you a couple questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so maybe the first one off, first of all, how did you get started in education? So, well, when I started in education, um, I actually knew from a really young age that I wanted to be an educator. I'm an only child, and so I spent a lot of my time playing teacher, and um, my stuffed animals were my um, uh, 
my students. <laughs> and so I just went on. So from high school, I pretty much knew that I wanted to be a teacher. In high school, I uh, worked with my kindergarten teacher. I worked in her classroom as an assistant and just really fell in love with education and working with kids. And so I decided to go to college and um, become a teacher. And then I kind of ended up going into web design after I graduated from college because um, I got married and my family started coming along and it was easier to work from home. Back then, there weren't options for teachers to work from home. Um, and so that's why I kind of went that direction for a little while. Mm -hmm. But my, my true love has always been working with kids, especially with teaching them. So love of kids mm -hmm. obviously and a lot of people are that way and i've talked to a lot of teachers and that kind of was what got them into it why sage what got you involved in sage well actually i started off um at chiloquin elementary i volunteered when we had first moved up here and my oldest son was a kindergartner so i volunteered in the classroom ended up getting a job there as a uh, paraprofessional and working for a couple of years my other kids started getting bigger and stuff so um really when i started looking back at sage i realized that um I was looking, I was homeschooling for a while and I was looking to get my kids kind of back into the school atmosphere. And um, I just really liked Sage. I liked their small classroom sizes. I liked um, how personable they were. I liked how um, it was a very tight knit community. And I felt that that would be the best for my kids. So um, I went ahead and took a tour and enrolled them there. And a year later, a job opening occurred. So I went ahead and took the job as an instructional assistant and worked in the classroom. And then when our current director um, decided that um, she was going to move on to a different role, then I just kind of stepped up and said, you know, I think I can do this because I have the education background and everything, even though I didn't have um, a lot of experience time within the classroom. Mm -hmm. I've run my own business and I've, you know, also understand the educational field. So it just felt like it was a good fit for me. Very cool. So with all that, it's a lot of different things you do. You wear a lot of different hats. As mm -hmm. you said, you're kind of a superintendent because you're, you're, you're autonomous, as you put it, you're independent, you're a charter school. Uh, you're like a principal, you do a little teaching still. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things you do. What would you say is your favorite part of your job? My favorite part has to be working with the kids. I just really love um, being able to work directly one-on-one -on -one or in a small group with them. I love seeing them light up when um, they finally grasp a really hard concept. The aha moment. Yes, the aha moment is what I live for. Um, when I'm walking through, my head's down, and I'm just running through, you know, trying to take care of such and such that, you know, might be falling apart or whatever, and then... I end up in a classroom and the kids are like, Miss Anna, Miss Anna, this is, look at what I'm doing now. And they show me that they're writing their name or they're showing me that they've got a grasp on that really hard math problem that they were having a hard time with. That just lights me up. And I carry that with me for the rest of the day. That's what <laughs> makes me get back up every morning and go back at it again. How fun. Okay, so you got your favorite stuff working with the kids. What's your least favorite? <laughs> so the least favorite has to be the... Um, the financial aspect of it. It's really hard running um, a small school mm -hmm. and we do get state funding. 
um, but we receive 80% of state school funds. And so we're already working on a really tight shoestring budget. Um, because we are so small, uh, PERS just hits us really hard. So 15% of our budget, of our total budget per year goes to PERS. Um, so that's taking away from curriculum. That's taking away from, you know, um, teachers' salaries. That's taking away from um, our facility maintenance. And so it just, all of the, the numbers game just makes it really hard. And I hate to, I, I think like in the larger school districts, um, things, you kind of um, distance yourself from the students so you're not you're not really feeling like you're putting a dollar figure on each child's head but when i look at it i see those students mm -hmm. i see each one every day i know all their names and i don't like putting a dollar figure on their heads <laughs> and knowing that i just can't right. um you know there are things that i want to be able to give them that our our finances are too too tight so that's the part that i don't like is the money i would understand and and i can definitely feel you on that one uh we're gonna actually get more into the school and finances and some of those questions in just a moment before we do in your bio we talked about you work for the chilton library in the in the fire and rescue mm -hmm. um can you talk a little bit about those community development uh things that you've done and, and sure. what it was like so um when i was homeschooling my kids i really enjoyed um using the library facilities. I was going in there constantly. And um, I just found that I really enjoyed the people and it was a neat way to be able to interact with our community. So I decided to um, apply for a job when one came opened. They were looking for a library assistant and they immediately said, oh, please be in charge of our um, children's department. And so I helped with ordering the new children's books, which I totally loved and um, got to get a lot of feedback from my own children on what they would like because mm -hmm. they were at varying ages of reading. And I also um, would do the preschool story time and we do different activities and stuff. So I was able to reach back and then, of course, I love reading. I will devour books. So um, it was a great place to be able to work and, and do one of my most favorite hobbies. <laughs> nice. And what about the fire, Chilicon Fire and Rescue? Right. So um, <clears throat> in 2013, there was an opening, um, a vacancy on the board. Someone had uh, resigned from the board. And so when we first moved up here, uh, my husband, Brandon, was really involved with the fire department. He was on the budget committee, and then he became a board member for a while. And they've just always been like family. Um, they were our first people that we really got to interact with. And so um, it just felt kind of like a comfortable role. So I, you know, submitted and said I'd, I'd like to do that. And they appointed me right away. And um, I've run for um, election for two years or two four-year terms so um, and still going at it and very cool very cool well thank you for sharing that that's kind of an interesting uh you know we don't always have you, very diverse in the things that you're, <laughs> you're doing up there in Chiloquin so I think it's pretty awesome guys we're actually going to take a break here in just a moment uh but before we do I want to remind you that we are going to be taking your questions live during the show for Anna and it can be anything Sage Community School related charter school related she's she said she's going to take them all so uh no she didn't actually say that but we're going to take them all anyway um so guys we're going to be back here in just two minutes with your questions with for Anna 
Threads. There are many threads that run through our region. There are churches and schools and little league teams that bring us together and bind us into communities. There are roads and cars. There are houses and jobs and businesses, all woven together to make the fabric of our communities. There are financial threads that are part of that tapestry as well. For over 80 years, it's been our pleasure to be headquartered here, providing financial services to generations of our friends and neighbors. From that first savings account, to retirement planning, and all of the cars and houses and groceries in between, we keep your money local, investing it back into our communities, adding more threads to the fabric to make our communities stronger. Pacific Crest Federal Credit Union, find your path. You can have your car taken to the shop of your choice. So my friend had her car taken to Excel Auto Body because she heard about their reputation for excellent work. They even gave her a written warranty that's good for as long as she owns that car. So Excel Auto Body is a very smart choice. Hi, I'm Rorick, owner of Excel Auto Body. No matter if the damage is minor or major, you'll want to choose us now. So if you are ever in an accident, you'll be ready. And remember, it's your choice what body shop you go to. Choose Excel Auto Body. It's your car, our reputation. Slow down. Slow down and move over. And move over. When you see lights, vests, all reflectors, please give us some room. Slow down and move over. When you need us, we've got your back. Do you have ours? You got our back? You got ours? You got our back? Please, slow down. And move over. Hello, friends. Brian Gailey, Clown Falls News. Welcome back to Ask Klamath. It's presented by Pacific Crest Federal Credit Union. If you're just tuning in, we're joined today by Anna Fowler, director of Sage Community School up in Chiloquin. Um, we've been talking about your background and things you've been doing uh, just a few minutes ago before the break. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the school now. Uh, but before we get there, I do want to give a special thanks to our sponsor of this segment, the uh, uh, Klamath County Fairgrounds. They want to let you know that there's actually a pretty busy weekend happening at the fairgrounds this weekend. Um, if you've been by, you've probably seen all the RVs out front. Mike's RV has got an RV show out there. They're gonna you want to check that out. They got a whole bunch out there if you're looking for something like that. Um, Saturday from eight to two is the community health fair presented by Sky Lakes Medical Center. So they're doing a whole lot of free screenings and, and different things there. We got some information on our website. Check that out over at clownfallsnews.org. Um, and Saturday night, seven o'clock, the monster trucks are back in town. They're going to be over there making uh, noise over at the uh, event center, the Columbia County event center tickets are available at the fairgrounds office starting at just 10 bucks. So it's an affordable way to take the whole family out and have some entertainment. Anna, are you ready for some more questions? Yes. All right. We got a whole bunch of questions. And again, we're going to be taking yours live. So get those in uh, the comments below. We're going to be addressing that. I already see one from Rourke. Thank you for getting that in Rourke. We'll be asking in just in a few minutes. Um, so people who are unfamiliar with the school, can you tell us what Sage Community School is? Sure. Well, Sage Community School is a free public school. Um, it's a charter school in Chiloquin, and we can serve um, any students within the Klamath County Basin that are kindergarten through eighth grade. Okay. And, and so you said it's a charter school. Mm -hmm. Can you explain what a charter school is? So a charter school is a school that has a contract with 
the sponsoring school district or the local school district. So in this case, we have a um, our contractor charter is with Klamath County School District, and they our funds end up passing through them, mm -hmm. and then but we're completely autonomous um, from them. So our teachers are paid through us. Our um, our uh, we pay for our own facilities. Um, we uh, handle our busing. We um, are, have a contract with the school district to, to use their buses for our students. Um, our meal program is contracted with the school district. So, um, but everything is completely autonomous. So it's a way that um, schools are, families are able to get a choice in different types of schools that they can send their students to. And um, for us, what we focus on is um, place-based learning and project-based learning. Okay. So for people who may be more familiar with Eagle Ridge, Eagle Ridge mm -hmm. is also a charter school. It's here in town. Yes. Um, they're a form of that. They're a high school. You mm -hmm. are, you said K through eight. Yes. So elementary, junior high. Yes. Um, in, 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 so are you competing with Chilliquin Elementary? Or how, how would you do your... No, I wouldn't say that we're like competing with them. We're just offering a second um, option for parents, another option for parents. Um, if they don't want to send their kids to a traditional school, if they're looking for class sizes that are smaller and um, individualized uh, learning plans and different things like that that's more where we focus and where we can because okay. we are autonomous so and you say you keep saying autonomous and, mm -hmm. and what, what do you mean by autonomous is it, is it like independent so it's independent we are independent in the sense that we're completely financially um not connected with the school district okay. um we do have to you know a we follow the same standards of any public school uh, in the state of Oregon, but there are some things that um, large school districts, some laws large school districts have to follow or rules and regulations that they have to follow that we don't necessarily have to because we are so small. Okay. So what are some of the things that happen over at Sage Community School that maybe the average person doesn't know about? What do you guys do? What do you do different? Well, um, we focus on our learning models that we like to focus on are place-based and project-based learning. And so for uh, place-based learning, we're really focusing on teaching the kids about the area that they live in and um, their, the local culture and the local resources and how to use them and appreciate what they have around them. Um, especially for our older students, um, will start talking about careers that are available locally. Mm -hmm. So we will bring in um, forestry um, people and um, uh, rangers from Crater Lake and just talking about their different jobs. We also focus on um, agriculture as much as we can. So um, we've had different uh, we had like Potato Day, which where we focused on the growing of potatoes. We visited um, Gold Dust Farms 
and um, we're just trying to really teach the kids about their community okay. and what's available here. So that's the place. -based. That's the place based. Pla place being location. Exactly. Okay. What about project? So our project based learning is hands on learning. So what we're doing is we're instead of just giving kids something to read in a book, we're providing them with a lesson that they can actually experience instead okay. of just you know, reading about it and trying to figure out. So a lot of our project-based learning um, could be as simple as um, fun science experiments. Uh, a few weeks ago, um, our kindergarten through fourth graders worked on a bunch of different science experiments on weather. Um, they have been raising fish in the fish to fry program mm -hmm. at the hatchery. And they'll be and fry being the, the size of the fish. Yes. Right? Yes. I, I, I know. <laughs> you're not talking about frying food. No, no. The fry is the size. Yes. In case anybody's wondering. Yes. And so the kids will be going to the hatchery in another week or so to be able to deliver their fish Which and is then learn. Also just down the street. Yes, it is. Literally. Yes. From from, from your school. So, yes. Uh, I would imagine that's a great partnership with the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife that you guys probably have it as is. well. It is. It is. And then for our older kids, um, our third through eighth graders have been focusing on letter writing. And so they are actually writing letters to uh, a local nursing home. And then those letters are going to be sent off and hopefully we'll get some responses back. Oh, how cool. But, you know, it's a way that they can hands on instead of just writing a generic letter they're actually going to do something very hands-on. Sometimes um, our older kids have actually like written math lessons and then they have to share them with the class. Oh, wow. And we've had a lot, our teachers are very creative when it comes to the project-based learning. And we focus a lot on science and social studies, mm -hmm. um, getting that in the classroom, but we really bring in the uh, language arts and math into it as well. So it's kind of a well-rounded education program. Good. A lot of hands-on mm -hmm. in, in place-based, which is your location. Yes. Learning. Cool. Yes. So today was a school a snow day for the school district, for the county school district. You guys were involved with that, mm -hmm. right? Because you kind of do follow their protocol because yes. you use their busing. So if they have a snow day or early release or a late start, you kind of follow that as well. Sure. How does that affect your students being so small uh, and, and feeling they're kind of out from everybody else? Does that affect them being a snow day? No. Um I actually, I think all of the kids have really enjoyed their snow day. I know a lot of the teachers that I've talked to <laughs> enjoyed their snow day today. Um, but I think the kids really enjoy it. They usually come back um, sharing all of their stories mm -hmm. um, about what they did for the day. But, um, you know, 65% of our students use the transportation system that is there in Chiloquin through Klamath County School District. So there, it would be very difficult for us to run the school just with parents bringing their right. kids to school. So that's why we try, even though we don't have to match their schedule, but our start dates are the same and um, all of our holidays, our grading prep is, all of those dates are all the same. Our early releases are the same so that, um, we can match up and get as many kids as possible to the school. Now, you said you got you take kids from all over the county. Mm -hmm. Are they mostly in the Chiloquin, Fort Klamath area? Yes, most of our students are from the Chiloquin area. However, we have um, in years past, we've had several students that their parents worked in Chiloquin, and so they would bring them up 
and um, okay. they and the kids would go to Sage. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, in in I guess here locally, your only alternatives would be some of the private schools, uh, Hosanna and the Triad, and they're not necessarily a charter school; they're a private school, so it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of cool to see that the people would from from you know drive twenty miles, thirty miles, or whatever it is to your school from say downtown. Yes, um, that's quite a ways to take their kids every day. But if they're going there anyway, that's a cool idea. That's typically what we've had. Um, we did have some uh, parents that. Um, lived in the Shady Pine area, and so they were bringing their kids up to our most southern bus stop, mm-hmm. which would be Modoc Point, right at Modoc Point, and they could jump on there. So. Very cool. So we've talked a little bit about the school, but going back kind of circling around, maybe, maybe you've already answered this in another way, but I want to ask you, what would you say is the core values of, of Sage Community School? Well, Sage really focuses on... Um, providing students with a rigorous academic, but also um, very caring uh, community-based learning environment. So um, we like to, when we call ourselves a community school, it's not just that we're teaching the students about the community as a whole, we're also creating our own community environment within our school. So. Um, our kindergartners are not afraid of our eighth graders. Um, they know them. Our eighth graders are very protective of the little guys when they get on the bus and different things like that. They create, it's wonderful to see how they create um, almost like a family relationships. We're very much like a family out mm-hmm. there because we are so small. Very cool. Well, Anna, thank you very much for answering those questions. Guys, we're actually going to take a commercial break. Uh, We'll be back in two minutes. But during this time, I want to make sure it's an opportunity for you to get your questions in for Anna. We're going to talk about, uh, be asking, answering those questions about the school, charter, things like that in just a few minutes. We'll be right back. Threads. There are many threads that run through our region. There are churches and schools and little league teams that bring us together and bind us into communities. There are roads and cars. There are houses and jobs and businesses, all woven together to make the fabric of our communities. There are financial threads that are part of that tapestry as well. For over 80 years, it's been our pleasure to be headquartered here, providing financial services to generations of our friends and neighbors. From that first savings account, the retirement planning, and all of the cars and houses and groceries in between, we keep your money local, investing it back into our communities, adding more threads to the fabric to make our community stronger. Pacific Crest Federal Credit Union, find your path. have your car taken to the shop of your choice. So my friend had her car taken to Excel Auto Body because she heard about their reputation for excellent work. They even gave her a written warranty that's good for as long as she owns that car. So Excel Auto Body is a very smart choice. Hi, I'm Rorick, owner of Excel Auto Body. No matter if the damage is minor or major, you'll want to choose us now. So if you are ever in an accident, you'll be ready. And remember, it's your choice what body shop you go to. Choose Excel Auto Body. It's your car, our reputation. Slow down. Slow down and move over. And move over. When you see lights, vests, all reflectors. Please, give us some room. Slow down and move over. When you need us, we've got your back. 
Do you have ours? You got our back? You got ours? You got our back? Please, slow down. And move over. Hello, friends. Brian Gailey, Clown Falls News. Welcome back to Ask Klamath, Season 3, Episode 7. We're like... 25 episodes in now. Um, want to thank you for being here. Anna Fowler, director of Sage Community School, is our guest today. Um, we've already talked about the school. We've talked about you. But the school is a, a charter school. I want to actually kind of take this section and dive into that for people who aren't familiar with it. I'm not really familiar with the charter school either, so I'm kind of learning at the same time. Uh, personally worked with Eagle Ridge and, and did some projects with them as well. But what it is, what they do is a little foreign to me. Um, can you talk to us about what a charter school is? And and you kind of addressed that a little bit earlier, uh, but for the people who might be tuning in, mm -hmm. what is a charter school? So a charter school is, um, it's a public school and typically they're put together within a community by parents or teachers, com different community members. Um, SAGE was actually set up by a group of parents and community members that just wanted to offer some uh, different style of education, didn't want to, um, go down the traditional education route, wanted something a little different for their kids. And so that's how SAGE was born. Mm -hmm. um, and um, that's how most charter schools are. So for instance, Eagle Ridge is very um, technology, but they're also project-based mm -hmm. as well. Um, and so that's really what, um, I think the biggest question that I get all the time is, well, is it free? And so I, constantly saying yes it's a free public school anyone can attend so you're a public a school, school you're not a private school. nope we are not a private school there are no fees um yeah anybody can attend and it's a parent's choice family's choice on if they want um their student their child to attend now it used to be in the past that there was a lot of stigma associated with the charter school to where maybe it was the kids who didn't fit into normal school or something like that is that still kind of the case or is that is is that just a, a stigma well you know i like to i would like to say that 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 isn't a stigma, but it still does kind of feel like it is. And part of the reason for that is that a charter school means so many different things in different states. So okay. people talk about charter schools all over the country. Well, charter schools in Oregon run completely differently than charter schools, say, in California. Mm -hmm. um, charter schools on the East Coast may have totally different requirements than charter schools out here on the West Coast. So... Um, it, it can't really be judged by that. You do want to do a lot of um, research and just find out because each charter school is very unique. There are 132 charter schools in Oregon, not very many, um, but each one is very unique in exactly what type of learning model they offer. So you said 132 charter schools. Do you happen to know how many schools are in Oregon? I do not. That's okay. a great question. That's a great question. Maybe we can research <laughs> that in the next break. I'm curious myself. Um, so talk a little bit about you, you, you when we introduced Sage, you were talking about how the funding works. Mm -hmm. Can you can you go over that one more time and maybe uh, explain that a little bit further? Yes. So um, the funding in the state of Oregon, the law is written in such a way that um, charter schools receive their funding. It passes through their sponsored school district and the sponsoring school district for kindergarten through eighth grade can keep up to 20% of that funding. 
So for us, we work off of 80% of state school funding mm -hmm. is what we receive. And what does that 20% kind of pay for? Is that, is that covering your buses? Is that covering the meals? No. Is there anything like that? Um, it does cover some of the meals, though our meal program is primarily covered through the um, community eligibility program. So all schools in Chiloquin re receive um, free meals. All of the students receive free meals through the CEP grant through USDA. Oh, okay. So the USDA program. Mm-hmm. Um, they provide us with... Um, special ed services so um, we work directly with them um, though all of our services are on our campus we work with them with it but um, they don't necessarily have to by law they don't they can keep that funding but they don't necessarily have to tell us exactly what it is allocated for okay so because of the laws and the way things are mm -hmm. allocated you couldn't be allocated directly from the state it's got to go to the district which is then where your contract is to get, okay. Mm -hmm. So think of it kind of a service fee, if you would. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So um, lots, of, but you get the 80%. Yes. So we it's get still the talking about funding. You, mm -hmm. you get 80% to go into the kids and do their things. Mm -hmm. um, Take care of all of our facilities, all of our teacher, um, all of our curriculum. Mm -hmm. We work off of 80%. So um, we are also a nonprofit. And so we do try and apply for as many grants, and we rely a lot on grants and private donations. Um, but that, I would say, in just talking with other charter school leaders, that's why we only have 132 charter schools in Oregon. Um, for high schools, high schools um, that are charter schools receive 90%, and 5% goes for their state school funding. Um, and when the laws were written back in the 90s, from what I've been told, um, that was to cover the um, sports options. But most charter schools are really, they tend to either be technology-based or they tend to, um, the high schools, mm -hmm. or they tend to focus on a very specific um, uh, career path. And so they don't usually focus on sports. Right. So, um, could be like engineering clubs or robotics clubs mm -hmm. or things like that, where that they may form a team and go compete that way. Right. Uh, but not a football or basketball team. Per right. Se. Okay. Right. Though our students are allowed to, um, to compete on their own, uh, local, uh, teams. Okay. So like they could, Maybe if you had a student that wanted to play basketball, they could do that with one of the, the Chiloquin, mm -hmm. for example. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so we talked a bit about why charter schools are different, right? You talked the, the way your curriculum is based and, and what you have to offer. Why would a family, maybe they're looking for different reasons or, or, or maybe they just learned that, hey, there's this school here. We've lived here our whole lives and didn't even know it was over here. Sure. Um, if somebody was trying to make that decision, why would a ch family choose Sage versus, say, another elementary school? Well, for me, when I made that decision, it was really based on the small class sizes. And most of the families that I talk to when they're coming in, they're really surprised at the fact that um, our class sizes are no more than 20 students, even though they will cover its blended grades. So usually there's two grades within um, for one teacher. Um, but 
that really allows the kids to learn um, about the teacher and for the teacher to learn about the child. They're not just spending nine months with them. Mm -hmm. They're spending 18 months with them. So, so a blended, blended grade, you're saying like third and fourth grade? Yes. Okay. Yes. And um, they're also getting exposed. So like our, our kindergartners are being exposed to first grade um, work as well. So it works well on both sides. First graders that might be still a little bit behind, well, they're still getting that exposure to some kindergarten lessons that's going to provide a lot of good reinforcement. Um, but the other thing that I really like about our school is um, our staff ratio, our adult to student ratio is between five to six students per adult, which is actually really small. Nice. And so we're able to actually provide a very individualized um, learning plan for each student. Okay. So how many students do you have at your school? And what's your kind of your cap? Sure. So we can have up to 80 students and we have been averaging, uh, since I've started, we've been averaging um, between 55 and 60. So you got a little bit of room mm -hmm. in case somebody wants to come over. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Can somebody start anytime? Anytime. Anytime. We have no waiting list. The only time that we have a waiting list um, is if we have, if our classrooms happen to be too full. So, um, but right now we have space available in every classroom um, and uh, students can start up at any time. Um, and usually they make friends really quickly. It's great when we bring new students on in. And I just love being able to give students the tour mm -hmm. of the school um, because the rest of our students are just so excited to have a new face and a new person and, you know, somebody, oh, a new friend. So it is, um, they just immediately kind of envelop them. Now the, uh, you said you're capped at 80. Mm -hmm. Is that a self-imposed cap or does that come from the state or? That is part of our charter or our contract agreement with um, the Klamath County School District. Okay, so that's part of your charter. Mm -hmm. All right, so we've talked about what SAGE is, what a charter is. What's the future of SAGE? Where's it going? So Sage, we, we love where we are. Um, we love all of the things that we provide, but we have been um, a school now for 12 years. And so we're kind of growing and changing with what our community needs, um, what their needs and what their desires are. Um, a lot of our families are really pushing. They're like, well, you know, when are you gonna get a high school? When are you gonna get a high school? Well. You know, um, obviously we would love to grow and we'd love to be able to add a high school on. Um, I think right now we've got a great relationship with Eagle Ridge and we've actually become a feeder school, especially since okay. the, um, the Klamath tribes um, through their Quail Trail bus program, our um, students are able to ride for free oh, nice. back and forth. So a lot of our eighth grade students, when, when they graduate, they move on to Eagle Ridge. Um, and then, but we're also looking at, we would just like to um, get the kids more prepared for the 21st century. Mm -hmm. um, we really kind of want to focus more on a little technology base so they know as their future educational experiences move on, they are more prepared for it. Um, so we have been, our board has been um, doing some investigating, looking around at possible properties, um, looking at um, trying to create some, um, you know, maybe make some changes within the property that we currently rent, uh, different things like that. It is hard. We do rent um, the facility that we're at. And so okay. it is hard to get facility grants 
because um, most grants, they would like you to uh, own the property. So that is our next step is that we really need to, you know, move on into owning our property so that we can apply and we can continue to grow. Are you looking for like a empty land where you can build a facility to what you want? Or is it something you're looking for, an existing structure that you can just kind of do a little remodeling and get into? So we've looked at um, both. The board has looked at both different both of those t options mm -hmm. and um, you know I can't really divulge in, in where they are going and but we we do have some some plans and hope we can share them really soon. Awesome I'm excited to hear what you got going on. Um, so with that guys we're actually going to take our last commercial break. Um, we'll be back in two minutes with your questions for Anna. Get those in the comments. We'll see you in just a moment. Reds. There are many threads that run through our region. There are churches and schools and little league teams that bring us together and bind us into communities. There are roads and cars. There are houses and jobs and businesses, all woven together to make the fabric of our communities. There are financial threads that are part of that tapestry as well. For over 80 years, it's been our pleasure to be headquartered here providing financial services to generations of our friends and neighbors. From that first savings account, to retirement planning, and all of the cars and houses and groceries in between, we keep your money local, investing it back into our communities, adding more threads to the fabric to make our community stronger. Pacific Crest Federal Credit Union, find your path. have your car taken to the shop of your choice. So my friend had her car taken to Excel Auto Body because she heard about their reputation for excellent work. They even gave her a written warranty that's good for as long as she owns that car. So Excel Auto Body is a very smart choice. Hi, I'm Rorick, owner of Excel Auto Body. No matter if the damage is minor or major, you'll want to choose us now. So if you are ever in an accident, you'll be ready. And remember, it's your choice what body shop you go to. Choose Excel Auto Body. It's your car, our reputation. Slow down. Slow down and move over. And move over. When you see lights, vests, or reflectors, please give us some room. Slow down and move over. When you need us, we've got your back. You have ours. You got our back? You got ours? You got our back? Please, slow down. And move over. Hello friends, Brian Gailey here at Klamath Falls News. Welcome back to Ask Klamath. Today we're joined by Anna Fowler. She is the director for Sage Community School. Um, during the, the break here, we actually took a look and Rourke answered one of our questions for us. We weren't sure how many schools were in the state of Oregon. So one more time, how many charter schools is there? 100 and... 132. Okay, so 132 charter schools. According to what Rourke sent us, there's 1,200 K through 12 schools in the state of Oregon inside 197 different school districts. Mm -hmm. So um, the percentage, it, that's something, right? Yes. There's very few charter schools. Yes. So it makes them very special. Yes. All right. So thank you, Rourke, for doing that. I appreciate you looking into that for us. Um, now, Anna, this section is what we call the soapbox. It's an opportunity that our guests are able to talk about whatever's on their mind. What happens to be on your mind today? I think I'd just like to share um, some of the fun things that we get to do at SAGE. For instance, 
um, this week has been Read Across, Read Across America Week. Um, that's in honor of Dr. Seuss's birthday, which is on March 2nd. And so we have been doing all kinds of fun Dr. Seuss activities. We have a spirit day for every day. Um, tomorrow will be the Lorax day, so you should come wearing your mustache. <laughs> and I can just see it. There's 100 and or, or, what 60 some kids going around with a big yellow mustache on yes, their face. I can just yes. see it now. <laughs> Um, we've also had a lot of community uh, readers, community leaders come in and read to our students. So um, we had from Chiloquin Fire and Rescue, we had the ambulance crew, uh, Louise and um, Eric Trigstad. They came in and read uh, The Cat in the Hat. And let's see, Eric read a story called I Want to Be a Firefighter. Um, and the kids just really loved it. Yesterday we had... Uh, Chris Caber, Sheriff Caber, come in, and he read the students, If You Give a Moose a Muffin, which was so fun. And what's interesting, whenever I have the um, readers come in and they say, I only get to pick one book, oh, gosh, the big kids, they aren't going to like this book, but they do. Yeah. They really love hearing those their, their classic stories. Um, we had, uh, well, we were supposed to have uh, Commissioner Minty Morris in, um, with us today, but we had the snow day, so I'm sure we'll get her back to come and visit. She's always a popular guest at our school. Um, tomorrow we will have uh, Fire Chief Cook and Firefighter Missy Danforth from Chiloquin Fire and Rescue. They're going to come in, which is perfect because um, a lot of my students pointed out that since it is the Lorax Day and wear a mustache, Chief Cook has a fabulous mustache, <laughs> so it's perfect for that. And then on, is he going to dye it orange? That's the big question. Oh, no. I don't think I could talk him into uh, dyeing it orange, That'd but be, it would be pretty funny. <laughs> I, I bet he would get a nice reaction out of that. Yes. And then on Friday, we do uh, Round Robin, where our four teachers will actually read their favorite book to their class, and then they'll switch and read to uh, one of the other classes. So um, all of the students will get exposure and get to learn a little bit about um, the other teachers that are there at the school, which is always fun. We'll also have our smart reading program on Friday, which... Um, we have a very unique SMART program that is um, run by the uh, SMART program from Klamath. Um, we are completely autonomous, so where most schools have uh, readers that come in that are adults, our fifth through eighth graders actually read to our kindergarten through fourth graders. Oh, how nice. So um, every student gets a special buddy reader that they meet up with every other week, and our kinder kindergarten through fourth graders get to uh, take a book home every other week. Um, so they'll get 12 free books that they get to add to their collection, their little home library. So we have a lot of fun with that. Um, we try and do, uh, we always do a yearly barbecue, bringing families in um, and uh, great potluck fun where we all get to sit out um, outdoors and, and have our barbecue, try and invite community members to it. And, um, and then the kids get to show their parents their classrooms. So it's an open house and mm -hmm. fun activity outside. And then um, the last day of school, I think, is it's a tradition that was started um, back when the school opened. And it's one that's very near, uh, near and dear to my heart. We actually do what's called a boat float. And the students pair up in groups of three to four from, and 
we usually try and, and work them in these groups where they have some older kids and some younger kids. And they'll build a boat mm-hmm. out of completely natural resources that are available out and about on the grounds. And then they get to take them down and one of our staff members will put it into the little uh, Klamath Creek that runs by our school and um, they will um, watch them float away. So they get to stand on the bridge and wave goodbye to their little boat. And it's kind of a, a nice way of symbolizing saying goodbye to the old school year and um, coming on to you know whatever their future may be. Awesome, awesome stuff. A lot of cool things you got going on up there. Um, so, and I can tell you're really passionate about it because you're choking <laughs> up a little bit. Yeah. So uh, that, that's pretty awesome. And, and to go along with all that stuff, you were talking about um, people coming in, your, your, your place and, and the way you're doing things up there. Um, you have people from like Crater Lake coming in and mm-hmm. stuff like that. We were talking off camera before we got started that like uh rangers would come in and teach the kids and so that's kind of special also about what what they're doing there you mentioned like they would learn core sampling of trees and how to read a tree and and stuff like that too. yes so they actually we have had um a ranger from crater lake he has come down um he's taught the kids mapping he's um so how to properly read a map he's taught them different survival skills he um if they end up a you know, kind of lost in the forest, different things that they should do. Um, He has taught them um, measuring trees, being able to know how tall a tree is, um, taking the core samples of the tree to figure out how old the tree is. Um, I think uh, one of my favorites was when they actually came out and we had really deep snow like we do right now, and they brought snowshoes for all of our students. Oh, how fun. Kindergarten through eighth grade went and snowshoed. Then our sixth through eighth graders actually got to ride up to Crater Lake and snowshoe um, in the park. Nice. So yeah, we've we do have a lot of contact within Crater Lake because it is so close, mm-hmm. um, and it's always fun to be able to have them come and share um, their uh, specialties with us. Very cool. You're, you're I would say field trips, but you're kind of out in the field trip already. Yes, aren't you? yes, that's true. Um, we do a lot of nature walks. Um, our the property, though we only use two buildings on the property, the property is actually quite large, and um, we're able to take advantage of just all of the different roads and being able to walk down to the creek. Um, one of our teachers a couple years ago actually got a grant for a watershed study. And her students worked through the watershed study. They got um, field uh, cameras, uh, wildlife cameras. Mm-hmm. And so um, they would go out and they would manage it and oh, nice. figure out. They they watched um, the water levels. They watched the animals and just to figure out what was going to be in the area. It's been very interesting. Any surprises on those, uh, those wildlife cameras? Well... We didn't actually see them on the camera, but we have found bear tracks. Ooh. So, but and we have seen um, lots of coyote, lots of coyotes, a mountain lion, and um, lots of raccoons and the beavers. Well, raccoons, the beavers and the otters are very popular. <laughs> I bet they are. I bet they are. Uh, we're gonna actually take a look here and see what questions we have. I know we got a few. Uh, Rourke's got a couple. Thank you for getting those in, Rourke, and the the Google answers for us. That was awesome for you today. Um, his first question is, is how can the community help support your school? So, um, that's a great question. Um, one of the first things is 
um, the families, you know, having families send their kids to SAGE, that's going to be our biggest um, way that you can support our school and keep it going. Um, I have a lot of a lot of families that I'll talk to and I'll say, hey, I'm out at SAGE, you know, and they'll say, well, you know, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to think about that and see, well, if people don't use our school, then we're not going to be around anymore. So that's mm -hmm. one of our biggest things, but we love community support, um, you know, and we are a nonprofit 501c3, so donations are tax deductible. We are always running different um, fundraisers um, and even not on the monetary side of things, um, just being able to come into the school, share what you enjoy. It could be your favorite hobby. It could be a um, uh, your career. Um, what we're trying to teach the kids is about their community. And so we want them to be able to learn that they can live here. They don't have to leave here. Mm -hmm. They can live here, they can enjoy everything here, um, and they can survive here by being part of the Klamath Basin. Awesome. Uh, Rourke's got another question. Uh, he asked, what is place in project-based learning? I think we went over that a couple of times, but uh, for people who may be tuning in late, can you go over that one more time? Sure, so place-based education focuses on um, teaching the students the education of the area. So we focus a lot on natural resources and local cult culture. We actually have, um, the Klamath Tribes brings in a language teacher and he comes in and sees um, our students and is teaching them the Klamath language. Oh, nice. So we're trying to encompass all of the community. We focus on um, a lot of the history of the community. We're, we're trying to um, teach the kids, like I said, kind of that's the place based is, is focusing on living here, surviving here and um, being a good caretaker of our area. And then the um, project-based learning is all of the hands-on learning that the kids really love, like the watershed project or um, the different science experiments that they get to do, the fish to fry program. Mm -hmm. Those are all great examples of um, ways that they are doing a project. They are hands-on learning. They're not just being told in a book and then having to answer questions on it. They're actually experiencing it. Okay. Um, Rourke's got one more question on here. Rourke, if, for those that are unfamiliar, he's actually uh, in the uh, the automotive business. As a matter of fact, in the commercials, you see Excel Autobody. Uh, he is the owner of Excel Autobody, and he's actually got a question that's kind of related to his industry. Mm -hmm. uh, can local businesses present their industry at your school? Absolutely. We are always looking for local businesses to come in and tell us about what they do. Um, we have a program set up with KCC and OIT. Um, we go and visit our sixth through eighth graders, go and visit every other year. So this year we'll be going back to KCC again. We want to start getting these kids um, at a young age thinking about what they want to do with their futures. Mm -hmm. And so um, we're not going to focus on um, they don't have to be scientists and they don't have to be, um, you know, teachers. They don't they can get into um, we want to show them exactly what real world careers are like. Not everybody is a doctor or a lawyer exactly. or somebody like that. Um, there is, you know, trades people, and we have a shortage of those. And we know KCC is working on something there as well, which is great to see. So, uh, Rourke, it looks like you might have an open invitation. Absolutely. Rourke, Anna, Anna Rourke, I just introduced <laughs> you guys. Um, 
So it's great. So are you looking for other people to maybe do that? So if somebody wants to talk about what they have, what they do, how would they reach you and talk to you about an opportunity? Sure. So um, the easiest way to reach me is uh, through email, Anna Fowler at sagecommunityschool.org, or you can call the school, 541-783-2533. Our website is www.sagecommunityschool.org. You can learn a lot of information about our school there. But um, yes, I am looking for anyone. Um, We would like to have you come. I I would be honored. (laughs) Um, So continuing to look here, we have a couple more questions. Uh, My wife has actually a really good question here, Crystal. Thank you for putting that in. Um, She's asking kind of a two-part question. What does it take to become a teacher? Kind of a, a, not talking, just general. Mm -hmm. And does it take anything special to be a teacher at SAGE? Okay, that's a great question. So um, teachers in the state of Oregon have to be um, certified through um, the Teachers Practices and Standards Commission. Um, so they basically they have to be um, certified through the state. All of our teachers are, and um, so typically what what TSPC requires is that you have a uh, a bachelor's um, and a master's in teaching. So usually a bachelor's in a general education program and then a master's in teaching, and that's what all of our teachers have. Mm-hmm. Um, And uh, otherwise, you know, our teachers are there because they want to teach students in a different setting, in a different way. So um, I can tell you they are not there for the money. They're not there for the glory. They are there because they love those kids and they want to teach them in this really special way. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Do you have any openings for teachers right now? So currently, all of our positions are full, but um, this is the time of year that things kind of shift and change, and I never know, you know, exactly how things are going to work out. Um, so we may have openings next year. I'm always encouraging people, if, if you are interested in teaching or if you're interested in working with kids and want to become an instructional assistant, um, please always check the website and see what um employment opportunities are available. Awesome. Uh, Samuel Johnson's asking, are you involved with other charter schools? So um, we are very involved with Eagle Ridge, as I have said. Um, And so primarily we're working back and forth with them, but there aren't very many um, charter schools that are local. We are, Eagle Ridge is the only high school and Sage is the only, K through eight school in the Klamath Basin, so um, that are charter schools. Mm-hmm. So um, you know it's hard for us to kind of reach out. Most of the other charter schools are in uh, Portland, the the most general like tight populations, mm-hmm. or that's where they're going to be. Um, but we are working on reaching out with um, Butte Charter School and just trying to create some community feel within um, different charter schools. Good. Uh, Chrissy Heitman. Hi, Chrissy. Thanks for tuning in. She's actually asking, uh, you talked about it being a nonprofit and you can take donations. Mm-hmm. Her question's along that line. She says, are there, are they listed or is Sage listed as a nonprofit with the Fred Meyer community option? So where you can donate through Fred Meyer? Yes, we are. In fact, um, that is one of our places that we get, uh, uh, 
donation very regularly. I love getting those emails from Fred Meyer saying that they've deposited the funds. Um, yes, so that is a great way that you can support because that program, um, it, it's based on your rewards points. Mm -hmm. So, you know, because you're shopping there anyways and you're earning rewards points, we're earning a re rewards points with you and we get a donation for that. We also have a very similar program set up with Amazon. I was so, gonna ask you if yes, you were set up with Amazon yes, also. Yes, so the smile.amazon.com, yes, we are set up with them too. Very so. good, so if you're shopping here or online, you can have some of that kickback to, to the guys over here at Sage. Yes. All right, uh, I'm not seeing any uh, any new questions? Christy did comment right there. Everyone asked awesome questions tonight. Yes, actually, everybody did yes. ask awesome questions. Thank you, everybody, getting those in. Um, and, and not seeing any more, we're actually going to move on and ask you if you had anything else that you wanted to add here today. Well, thank you so much You're for thank you. Um, inviting me to be on here so that we can um, share our message out at Sage. Um, you know, we're really part of we're really working hard to be part of the community and growing, evolving, changing. Um, and we're hoping that that stigma you were talking about on charter schools, that that is not there anymore. We really hope that um, parents would be um, interested and excited about trying a different change, trying something uh, new for their students. If, the, if things are not working out in a traditional setting, I would say absolutely um, give us a chance and, and come try out Sage, try out Eagle Ridge. Um, they've got some great, we, we have great opportunities for um, students uh, to learn in a totally different way and maybe really get them excited about education, mm -hmm. which is what I enjoy seeing. Nice. One more time, how does people, how would people learn more about Sage Community School? One more time. Yes, yeah, so you can, um, you can email us at afowler at sagecommunityschool.org or you can visit our website, www.sagecommunityschool.org or you can call us and come out for a visit, 541-783-2533. And you guys are on Facebook as well? And we are on Facebook. I almost forgot that. Yes, <laughs> we are on Facebook. So follow along and um, see all the exciting things that we're doing. Well, very good. Well, Anna, thank you for being here today. One more quick look here. I am not seeing any further questions. So we're gonna actually wrap up a broadcast. We're just a few minutes over. So we're going to put this to bed. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. Again, Anna, I appreciate you being here. Uh, Ask Klamath is a production of Klamath Falls News. It's hosted by myself, Brian Gailey. Off camera doing production is my son, Brandon Gailey. It's a family operation around here. <laughs> uh, if you did not catch the entire live broadcast, don't worry. As soon as Facebook does its magic, you can rewatch anytime. You can also head over and see the archives at AskKlamath.com, and you can see any of our previous episodes from all three seasons. Uh, you can also even check those out on YouTube. We got a, a spot over there with all that archive on it. Uh, if we've entertained you, if you've learned something, uh, feel free to like, share it, uh, let your friends know what we're doing. Um, we, we were happy with that. So next week, we actually have our presenting sponsor, uh, Pacific Crest Federal Credit Union is actually gonna be in the house. Chad Olney, the CEO of Pacific Crest is gonna come in. He's gonna talk to us about what's going on with uh, Pacific Crest. And with that, guys, that's it. On behalf of Anna Fowler, I'm Brian Gailey. We'll see you around the basin. Bye.